Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And I usually end each show with a quote. Today I want to begin our conversation with one that begins with the idea that we're all connected. We're already connected. We're all in this together. Our guest says, recovery is reciprocal. Heal yourself, heal the world. Heal the world, heal yourself. Once you're dedicated to improving your own health and the health of the earth and all her creatures, the spirit world will rally behind you to support your commitment. How, you might ask? We are going to explore the how. We are going to explore a powerful prescription for you, and this is actually part two of a conversation we already started. So I'm going to tell you more about that after I introduce our guests. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness as I bring back Dr. Alberto Vialdo. He is trained as a psychologist and medical anthropologist and has practiced yoga for more than 25 years. Alberto has traveled to the source of India's holy rivers in the Himalayas to rediscover the wisdom of India's ancient shamans. Dr. Vialdo directs the Four Winds Society where he trains individuals in the U.S. and Europe in the practice of shamanic energy medicine. He has written numerous best-selling books and now about to release March 12, 2019, his newest book, Grow a New Body. So happy to have him back. Welcome back, Dr. Vialdo. Thank you, Dr. Julie. Good to be with you again. Oh, thank you. And I just want to update the listeners and they probably recognize your voice. We are back for part two. We had a fascinating conversation last week on on the show, which hopefully it's this um, perennial show. No matter when you're tuning in, you can go back and look for the archives because we took this we took this um, kind of journey into the premise of this book grow a new body. We talked about the broad, um, we, we kind of made this broad sweep actually discussing the, the, our current diet, our state of health in these modern times, our relationship with grains and sugars and how that affects our bodies, creates cancer, candida overgrowth, a, a bunch of real broad um, information that was really helpful. And then today we promised, <laughs> I hope you're ready, Alberto. We promised that we take a deeper dive into the what and how the prescription of how we grow a new body and what that really means. Because like we talked about last time, our diet and our gut health is so interconnected with not only our physical health, but our spiritual, mental, and emotional health. And I can't imagine anyone 
Alberto that I would rather have here talking about this important topic and bringing your unique, really powerful perspective on this topic. So welcome back. Thank you, Julie. Good to be with you again. Uh, let's grow a new body. Let's grow a new body. You know, last last time we kind of talked about is that even possible? And and you did a you did a really good job bringing us into that. But there's really some specific things that we put on hold for this conversation. We're going to talk about the detox and why that's important. We're going to talk about how to repair our gut and maybe give our listeners a few more specifics about that. We're going to talk about how to upgrade our brain, really heal our brain. And then we're going to talk about the vision quest. And I really... I really, really, really would love to also muse into how to journey through the medicine wheel because there's four really powerful chapters in the book that I think bring us on um, a whole different awareness of how to use the medicine wheel and what that has to do with our modern bodies in these modern times. So shall we start with detox, Alberto? Yeah, let's start with detox. But you know, Julie, we know how to wreck the body we have, but we don't really know how to grow a new one. And the ways that we wreck the body we have is with sugar, number one, toxins, including intoxicants, but also all of the toxins that we're exposed to that people a hundred years ago weren't didn't have to deal with, including the mercury in our fillings and the mercury in our in the seafood that we eat. But in terms of growing a new body, the one missing ingredient besides diet and cleaning, you know, eating organic and being sure your water's clean and the air is clean, is the connection with spirit. It's absolutely essential, and and hopefully we'll get to explore that a little bit more. Yeah. This hour. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I really appreciate about your message more than anything is bringing those two things together in real concrete ways that we can get it, that we, we're not going to be um, having these incredible mystical experiences and what have you when our body is full of toxins and literally by growing a new body, we also grow these amazing capacities to leap forward into homo luminous, like you, you said last time. So thank you for that intro. Absolutely. And this is the, the human that's being born in the planet right now is homo luminous. But it's not our children. It's us. So it's we're taking a quantum leap within our generation, not in between generations. And this is what many people don't understand, is that we have the possibility not only of getting well and being well, but becoming a new human. And this is so exciting because it only happens when humanity is on the verge of extinction or any species like we are today, Whenever you have a species that's faced with extinction, they have to evolve, quantum leap, or perish. And that's exactly the quandary that we're in right now. Mm, Good reminder. Good reminder. And yet, last week, 
you had a little tagline onto talking about this very thing by saying we can't just sit around and wait for it. We need to learn the science. We need to we need to prepare ourselves consciously. This time we're consciously preparing for this leap so that we're preparing our bodies, our minds, our spirits for this this new phase of life. Yep, absolutely. And we know how to do it now. The beauty of it is we we have the ingredients. Now, the sages of old also understood this, but they didn't have the science, which we have, mm. which is really incredible what we know today about how we can switch on the longevity genes and that, you know, what I call the immortality genes and how we can hack our biology to become the new human within our lifetimes. Wow. So, Alberto, when we when we look at the science now, and let's let's get into this. I my my first question is really how to lean into this so that we really can grow a new body. And so, you give a very specific prescription of a seven-day process in the book. I'm going to encourage our listeners to get the book. We don't have to go into all the details of that seven-day, but you also give us um, the encouragement to begin making changes ahead of time or the the seven days will not be effective. So there are some things that we can do now to begin to detox ourselves, to begin to repair the gut and upgrade the brain. So can you... Can you speak to what are what do we need to do to prepare that? And then do we have to do this seven days or do major lifestyle changes affect this significant change like you're talking about? You can do it in seven days. In seven days, we can turn on the repair systems that have been dulled and lulled into sleep by the Western lifestyle and diet. So we can turn these back on again, but they require the support of a lifestyle, profound lifestyle change. And this is the part that sometimes people have a difficult time with because wherever we go out to eat, you know, we're we're being given bread with our meals and big pasta plates and we're having a glass of wine at 10 o'clock at night. I enjoy a glass of wine, but remember that it's full of sugar. So if you're going to have a glass of wine, have it at lunch or before six. So it's not only what you eat, but when you eat, that's going to allow your detox systems to move all of the toxins that we have inside the cells and the see. Many people that are listening to us have tried a detox and they've really suffered through it. And most of the detox programs out there detox the filters, so the kidneys and the liver and the blood. But we're interested in detoxing the brain first and getting those the, the poisons that we have in our brain and even more important, the poisons we have in our mind getting them out of the body so that we can have a new experience of health. And the way that we do this is by beginning to get our liver online because the liver is the biggest detox organ in the body together with the skin. So for the skin, the far infrared saunas are extraordinary. Mm -hmm. For the liver, see the body won't let us detox unless the liver's online. 
If the liver is not functioning properly, it won't let you detox because then you'll simply recirculate toxins. And the way we get the liver online is simple. It's with magnesium that we're all deficient in, zinc, and vitamin B12. With these three elements, your liver is going to start pumping out toxins into the, and you're going to eliminate them, poop them out and pee them out. But you've got to, you've got to regulate the speed at which this happens so that if it happens too quickly, you're going to retox. So in the seven-day program, it starts very gently, and then you're able to, to begin to drain the, the, the tub of toxins at whatever rate your system can do it. Alberto, when I'm, I'm hearing you, it's an interesting term, retox. A lot of people probably don't hear that in, you know, in the everyday life. Um, but you do speak to this in the book of how this gentle easing into this um, allows everything to function at optimal capacity and, and work and harmonize together like you're talking about with the brain. And, you know, when I hear you say magnesium, zinc, and B12, that's a pretty simple prescription right there. Um, you do have a lot of other um elements that support this process and and you have different prescriptions and tools that we can use like for the skin like you mentioned and the brain but let's let's just back up a second and before this seven days you really do encourage us to begin eliminating sugar and grains and Pardon. dairy Sugar, mm. grain, and dairy. And now I eat like that now, and I feel better than ever. But almost everyone that I come into contact with or have a meal with or talk about this way of, of life for myself goes, oh, my gosh, I could never do that. But once you do, it's just a game changer. You're, you you do clear your brain. Your brain heals. You can, you can definitely tell that there's some major physiological things are happening. So prior not to the seven not, days, go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. Not only major physiological things. I'll tell you a story. We have um, one of my students uh, works in the Pentagon. And, and remind me if I told you the story last week or not. She works at the Pentagon. And she was not feeling well, was getting recurrent migraines. And she went to get an MRI and they found a tumor the size of a golf ball inside her brain. So she went to the neurologist who sent her to the neurosurgeon. They had all of these x-rays, golf ball in the brain, inoperable. She calls me up and I sent her to see Dr. David Perlmutter, who wrote the book Grain Brain. And David and I co-authored a book a few years ago called Power Up Your Brain. And David sent her to a neurosurgeon. They did new films, golf-sized tumor. And we, did a, we began to work together, change her diet, uh, change her lifestyle, started meditating, cut out the sugars. And we did a couple of shamanic energy medicine sessions. And she went back to Dr. Perlmutter, who did a new set of scans, and there was no tumor there. Golf ball was gone. She went to the neurosurgeon who said, well, you know, these things don't just go away. Let's get a new set of films. 
they got a new set of films and the golf ball was gone. And he said again, these things don't just go away. And she said, yes, they do. Mm. And today she's, you know, she's cancer free. As no, now, the body is miraculous. If we support it in the ways that it can detox and heal, it will heal very rapidly. But we don't know how to support it nutritionally and we don't know how to support it spiritually. Because you cannot have miracles happen if you're... If, if the mainstay of your diet is French fries. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. this is, I, I remember cleaning out my car and uh, a couple of months ago, and my kids have been eating French fries from about three years ago, and I found some of them under the seat, completely intact. No self-respecting critter would eat these. Why do we think that we can live on these things? Mm. So, okay, so here's a, a really good question that I know our listeners are probably wondering in this moment as you say that. What happens if we do this seven-day process to grow a new body and go back and not give up the grains and the sugars or continue to eat that way? And then we do this, you know, you say we could do this three or four times a year. Maybe on the equinox and solstice would be a beautiful time to have this routine. But what happens when we don't fundamentally change our lifestyle? Well, if you now a couple of different things. One is that there's no chocolate in the spirit world. I think you've heard <laughs> me say that before. So we came here to really taste and experience all of life, not to not to be eating like monks the rest of our life. But the thing is that if you do the seven day detox, you're going to be emptying out most of the toxins that you have in your brain. And this begins in a seven day process, but will continue for weeks afterwards. But what will shut it down is sugar. So if you complete the seven-day detox and have a piece of triple chocolate cake the day after, you're going to shut the, the detox process down, when in effect you want to draw it out because detox means renewal. It switches on all of the stem cell production in every organ in the body. <clears throat> and eventually when you do the second or the third seven-day detox, you're going to be shrinking the amount of interorgan fat that we have in the body, which is where we store a tremendous amount of toxins. So you can be slim. You can weigh you know, 110 pounds and have 20 pounds of interorgan fat that's producing hormone-like substances and disrupting your hormones and your endocrine glands and your blood pressure. So ideally, we want to eliminate the toxins in this fat by burning this fat and then replenishing it with really clean fat stores. And this is so if you, I remember going into the operating room one time with a friend of mine who's a surgeon, and he opened this person up, their abdomen, and there was all of this rancid yellow fat which is the interorgan fat that holds all of these toxins, 20, 30 years of toxins. <clears throat> and if you can renew this fat, replenish it with good, healthy fat stores that the body can use for fuel, 
you're going to be saving yourself 20 years of being bedridden at the end of your life. Mm. That's a, a powerful story. And the other story that you had about the woman with the golf size, golf ball size tumor um, brings me to an important topic of growing a new body is you, you say that our health span matches our lifespan, that it, we don't have to have a tumor in our brain to, I, that's an extreme case that says, yes, I got to do this to survive. Okay, I'll give up sugar. But when people really understand that you can replenish replenish those fat stores with healthy fat and be vibrant and young and feel so good. Um, it's a life changer. So what would you say to people who say, I can't give up sugar or grains? What do you say to people who, who um, say, well, I'm not sick, so this doesn't apply to me? Well, it, what I say to them is, uh, uh, good luck. <laughs> because in, in effect, <clears throat> you know, diagnosis is a big wake-up call. Yeah. And it's very few people who really wake up without having this kind of wake-up call. But the more you learn, the more you read, and after you try the seven-day detox, you feel so good that you don't want to return to that old lifestyle. I, you know, I've got a friend of mine, a woman who just left a very toxic relationship and she knew she had to leave it 10 years ago. But, you know, she's been, she came up with a hundred reasons. I don't want to be single at 45 again. I don't want to be looking for a partner. This isn't the best relationship, but at least it's a relationship. And now she's saying to me, I don't know why I stuck in there for all these years. He was a very abusive man. And she'll never go back to that. So the sooner you have the wake-up call, the more you're going to be enjoying your health and your freedom. So the, when, so the more that we can educate ourselves and our listeners, for example, cancer feeds on sugar. Cancer cells are not able to function on the ketones, on the fats that we have stored in the body. And we have enough fat stores, even if you're lean, to go for three or four months without eating. Because initially, this is the what we would do. We would wait until the end of summer to eat fresh fruit. That would be the only sugar that we would have the entire year. It would be at the very end of summer. And then from the point of view of biology, what insulin does, the role of insulin is to turn sugar into fat so that we can prepare for the long winter that today never comes. So the, uh, if you can understand that cancer cells feed only on sugars, and if you're eating a very high sugar diet, what you're doing is we all get cancer three or four times a year, but our immune system does away with it. But if you happen to catch one of these in a time where you're weak or having a very stressful time in your life, you're going to be feeding cancer. And I think that this is enough information for most of us to, to practice some prevention. Yeah. 
and the prevention is um, if you haven't listened to part one yet, it's it's not just cancer. It's Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease. Okay. There's just this whole list of of disorders and disease that are preventable by this very lifestyle change that we're talking about. Yeah. And today, so much of the food that we eat, like the beautiful, beautiful vegetables at Whole Foods, they're coming from depleted soil. So they're lacking some essential vitamins. And one example is vitamin K. What vitamin K does is that it basically keeps your blood from becoming too thin. So it provides coagulation factors. And that's the top priority for the body. But if you don't have enough vitamin K, you don't transport calcium to your bones, and instead the calcium settles in your arteries. And you get calcification, which means that you're gonna be setting yourself up for a heart attack. And that's because we're not getting enough vitamin K, calcium gets deposited in the arteries, and then we have osteoporosis later on. So these are, these are the prevention strategies that, are, that we get such a bang for the buck, such tremendous returns on, because once you have lost a lot of bone density, it's very hard to recover that. No amount of vitamin K when you're 70 is gonna help you get that calcium from your arteries back into your bones. Mm. So, so this is the beauty of what we're able to do if we have the wisdom and we know enough of the science to literally support our body, not just during the seven day period, but through our entire lives. Mm. Well, this is, this is a, a good transition place to um, take a break here. I just want to um, kind of wrap this segment by um, like putting an exclamation point on this because it's not just the body that we're working on with preventative health and healing these powerful diseases and cancers and things that, that Dr. Alberto's talking about. It also grow a new body also helps us. I'm looking at your book and when you were talking, I saw glow a new body because yeah. we've talked about the luminous body that this is about our spiritual health and yeah. our spiritual journey, which is fascinating. So after the break, we're going to dig more into that, but just really know that the prescription to yeah. repair the gut, to upgrade the brain is in this book. The book is available for pre-sale right now, Grow a New Body. And after the break, we'll go more into what does it really mean to glow a new body? I'm looking forward to hearing your response to that. Um, Alberto, we're going to take a quick break when we return so much more on how spirit and power plants can transform our lives and our health. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at EmpowerRadio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store, and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at EmpowerRadio.com. Every three minutes, another woman gets the news that she has breast cancer. And here are some of the first words she hears. Hertenew oncogene, aromatase inhibitor, ductal carcinoma in situ. What do these words mean? How are you going to decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? Listen to me, Shirley Jones. As soon as you get your diagnosis, go to breastcancer.org. It's a special place on the internet where you can learn how to say all those breast cancer words and find out what they mean. At breastcancer.org, you can learn more about your particular kind of cancer and your treatment options. Prepare a list of questions for your next doctor's visit and get all kinds of other useful information to guide you and your family through this. Breastcancer.org, the first place to go the minute you find out you have breast cancer. Great party, huh, guys? Yeah, it is. is So much fun. Uh I do say so myself. Um, Hey, did you know that birthday parties actually help build confidence in kids? Um, Yeah, I did know that. Did you know that giving kids less sugar before bedtime helps them sleep better? Right, of course. Yeah, I knew that. Um, Did you know that strollers have the right of way on sidewalks? Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did you know that friendly kids statistically have more friends? Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, It's pretty obvious. Yeah, Yeah, so obvious. Hey, guys, did you know that most people think they're using the right car seat for their kid, but they're not? I didn't know that. I think I knew that. No, no, you didn't. Parents who really know it all know for sure that their child is in the right car seat at the right age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is protected. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Me, a cat moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. An entire station devoted to your personal development. Welcome to Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, like I am, I invite you to share it with others and listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I'm here today with Dr. Alberto Violdo, and we're talking about Grow a New Body. This book will be out very, very soon, available for pre-order now everywhere, and you can find out more at Grow a New Body. 
www.growanewbody.com. Again, it's growanewbody.com with Dr. Alberto Vialdo. And this book is important. Why? Not only because you can grow a new body, but literally because you can evolve this body and really step into a magnificent luminous body and understand the luminous energy field and doing that. So Alberto, where do we begin here? I'm looking forward to talking about the vision quest. I'm looking forward to talking about the spiritual components of this journey because um, in the book, in I read it cover to cover, it and it's highlighted. And it's now my, <laughs> yep, it's one of my favorite books. Again, um, you never fail to disappoint. That's for sure. So the the chapters on the medicine wheel were really helpful in the spiritual journey. I felt as if you know I've been in so many different ceremonies. We've honored the four directions. I've been in a medicine wheel. I've had a healing, but bringing that book into these real, um, they were almost like developmental steps for us walking through that medicine wheel that I really appreciated. So let's talk about, um, if, if you're willing to talk about that medicine wheel and, and begin, you begin with the South and move us through Southwest, North and East. Sure. It would be my pleasure. And, and at the foundation to make that bridge between the physical and the spiritual is the the understanding the shamans have that there's only one disease, not 14,000 different ones like we have in our Materia Medica, one disease, and that's disconnection from spirit and from your calling. So when you forget what it is that you came here to do in this world, what you came here to learn and how you came to grow, when you forget your sacred mandate, that's when we get sick. And to to recover our health, we not only have to change our diet and our lifestyle, but recover that sacred mandate that is our defining, this our compass and our map to go through this journey that we're going through embodied. And it's so, so rare and so difficult to get a physical body. They, the shamans say that sometimes you have to wait hundreds and hundreds of years, huge lines to be able to reincarnate. And we come here with an opportunity to become enlightened. But you can't do that if your brain is full of mercury or if you're dealing with, with a major uh, health crisis. So the medicine wheel provides a map. And in the first direction in the medicine wheel, which is the south... It's the direction of the serpent. The archetype is the serpent, and the teaching is that we learn to shed the past the way the serpent sheds her skin, which is all at once, Mm. so that we're no longer the product of our past, of the childhood suffering that we had, or of our genetics, or even of our karma. We're the product of who we're becoming. But to do that, we need to shed this old skin that's, for many of us, has become far too tight of a suit. And we need to shed it to get a fresh underbelly and discover who it is that we're becoming. So the South is the place where we shed the old belief systems, where we shed that that uh, that assumption that cancer runs in my family or dementia runs in your family. These things don't run in families. They run 
along lifestyle choices. So we begin then to let go of all those old and tired stories. And in the process, we recognize that we're not the story, that we're actually the storytellers and that we can write our own story that's more original and more creative than the one we inherited. And when we don't, then of course we, we default to the health issues that run in the family and the issues of scarcity and never finding love or not trusting men or not being good enough that we inherited in our childhood. So this is a, for the shaman, you don't just do this by deciding to shed your story. You go through rites of passage where you're able to put all of your history into the fire one by one. And I remember doing this with, um, with a patient of mine and a beautiful 14-year-old girl that had terminal cancer. And we did a fire ceremony in my office where I had a big candle, big fat candle and a bowl with sand. And I had her take toothpicks and blow into each one of these toothpicks who the things she wanted to let go of, beginning with her diagnosis. And then the family history and the childhood trauma and the not being good enough or liking herself. And we, we must have gone through 200 toothpicks in this fire ceremony. And it was so beautiful as she made this gesture, this act of power, where she stated to herself and to the world, I'm not the product of the past. I'm a product of my destiny. And it was so healing for her. Now, her cancer was very advanced and she passed away a few weeks later. But her passing was such a joyous event. She passed with a smile on her face and totally illumined. It was this luminous being. So the South is about that. It's about shedding the past like the serpent sheds her skin. And then it launches you on a journey of discovery. So from the South direction, you go to the West, which is the way of the Jaguar and where you learn the Jaguar medicine. And this is in Grow a New Body because I've tried to translate these rites of passage into exercises that we can do at home. And in the West, the, the Jaguar medicine is about discovering your own shadow your own hidden sides that you keep hidden even from yourself, but that oftentimes everybody else can see. And these are the terrible and the beautiful parts of ourselves that we keep hidden. Now, I remember when I was in high school in ninth and 10th grade, I wanted to be liked by other boys but I didn't want to stand out too much because if I was too smart or too sharp or had too many, my grades were too good, they would not like me. So I repressed this part of myself that was curious and articulate and in order to, to kind of settle into this definition of normality that, that would allow me to hang out with my, with my buddies. And then I, so this was in my shadow. My own greatness was hidden from me to the point that I forgot that I even had the possibility of, mm. of being exceptional. So it's in this realm of the dark shadow 
that we find the parts of ourselves that we dislike the most and we have the opportunity to the opportunity to own them. And one way that you can do this at home is to find what are the parts of your body that you really don't like and that you disown. And then work on reclaiming them. Put a little bit of massage oil on that those extra pounds that won't go away or that part of your body that hurts chronically. Love that part of yourself and reown it, reclaim it. And then we have to reclaim our greatness and not project it onto the great shamans or the great teachers or the great healers. No, understand that we also have that, that, that great medicine within us, that we also are gifted healers that can bring beauty to the world, that we can make a difference. Mm. This is Jaguar medicine. And at the end of the Jaguar medicine, you understand that you have to die to who you have been in the past, that you can no longer fix it, patch it, give it mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, but let it go. Because that's a very small definition of who you truly are in your luminous nature. Yeah. So you have to go through your death rites. You have to die to that self that was once you, but that's now getting in the way of who you're becoming. And then what happens is that you're shown the journey beyond death. You're shown the ways of infinity and immortality. And it's such an extraordinary gift. But you won't be shown that until you're ready to, to say, yes, I'm ready to see who I am in my infinite self, not my finite self. And if you can survive that, and we all do, by the way, mm-hmm. then, then you go to the north. And the north is the hummingbird medicine. So the south is a serpent, the west is the jaguar, the north is a hummingbird. And the hummingbird, they're incredible creatures. They migrate from Brazil to Canada, and they weren't even supposed to be able to fly. And they don't sit around saying, well, you know, we don't have enough wings, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough food, there's no flowers to suck on until we get to Cuba. They go. They go on the great journey. They say yes. They don't keep saying postponing it like many of us do until our retirement plans are fully funded, until we've had enough sleep. Or I used to tell God, you know, when my kids grow up, I'm going to say yes to my calling. My my children are too little. They need their father. No, I was using my children as an excuse with God to not accept the invitation that was being offered to me Mm. and to all of us. So the North is about saying yes to that epic journey. And like the hummingbird to embark on that journey and know that you will be supported and looked after and cared for and that everything you need will be provided for you. But you cannot have, you know, everything laid out for you before your journey. There's there's a wonderful teaching story that the Kabbalists have. And they say that when the Israelites were leaving Egypt, that they came to the to the to the Dead Sea, to the Red Sea. 
and that the seas did not part until they were nose deep in the water. Mm. So they had to trust that God would be there, but they had to go in all the way to their noses before the, the seas parted. And many of us stand by the shore and we dip our toes in the water. We go, ah, it's a little bit too cold. Or maybe there's no one on the other side holding a warm towel for me. So we have to say yes to that calling, to that epic journey, which is much greater than what we think we're capable of. But once we say yes to it, we find that we are totally ready and fit for the journey. The other element of the north direction is that they're the teachings of stillness so that the hummingbird is able to practice complete stillness, even in flight. And I can't, you know, many of us can't even practice stillness when there's nobody in the house. Because <laughs> <laughs> our minds are going 100 miles an hour. So it's the practice of quieting, stilling the mind. And I have a statue, I have a little bronze statue on my desk, which is a statue of, um, of Tara, of the goddess Tara. And she's holding a knife in one hand and holding a brain in the other. She's cut the head off of the practitioner, pulled out his brains and is offering that brain that is so full of chatter and noise to spirit. Now, we don't have to go to that extreme to, you know, pull our brains out of our skulls, but we do have to find that peace inside the mind. And we cannot find that peace in the mind unless our brain is able to quiet down. And the brain, like we spoke in our, pre in our last meeting, will only quiet down when the gut is producing serotonin, that the brain can then transform into the bliss molecules. Yeah. So here's that connection with the physiology that's so, that's so magical. So that's the way of the north. It's the way of stillness. And in stillness, you are able to see all of the wisdom keepers from the past and the future that are available to us in the spirit world. And the shamans say that when you don't practice stillness, that the only gathering that you're part of is a gathering of, of spirits that are caught in the bardo, that are trapped in their to-do lists and that are trapped in jealousy and in anger and in scarcity. And, the, um, and that once you still the mind, you're able to perceive the luminous masters that are here to support us. And that's it's quite incredible. Mm. Now, we've all had these experiences in, in little, little bite-sized chunks, but the idea is to be able to sustain these states. And you do that by saying yes to your journey and embarking on it. <clears throat> and not doing like, I had a good friend who was a fellow professor at San Francisco State University when I was teaching there who kept saying, well, when I retire, I'm going to learn to play the cello. And then he retired. He took the cello out of the closet, started taking lessons, and two weeks later, died of a heart attack. So don't wait 
to say yes to your epic journey, to that invitation that spirit is holding out to all of us. And this is so important in growing a new body because we need the help of spirit. We need the support of these luminous beings that are so ready to lend their aid to us if we can only quiet the brain enough for us to hear their voices. And then from the north, we have the final direction, which is the east, which is the way of the eagle. So a serpent, jaguar, hummingbird, and eagle. And the way of the eagle is the way of the visionary, <clears throat> of putting the, cord, the cart way, way before the horse and looking at the possibilities before we look at the probabilities. And I remember being in the high Andes mountains as I was working with the shamans and coming to a village where they were having a very difficult problem, very challenging problem that had to do with the government and water rights. And, and, um, and they gave the task to one of the youngest shamans, a young woman, 19 years old. And I asked the elders, why are you giving it to this young girl? She's so inexperienced. And they said to me, it's because she doesn't know yet that it's impossible. Mm. And she'll probably pull it off. And she did. So the way of the eagle is the way of flying high above our own lives and seeing them with clarity and understanding that for the eagle, there's no obstacles. You just need to go a little higher and you can surmount any obstacle. And the invitation from eagle, the eagle medicine is for us to put our own wings back on, to stretch our wings, to, to test them, to soar, and not only to grovel along in our lives, but to really take flight and to acquire that vision. And that's why it's known as the way of the visionary. Because once you enter the direction of the East and you begin to receive the ego medicine, you can use your vision to envision a new world, to do what the shamans call dream the world into being. A world that has a little more beauty and a little more healing and more compassion and more peace than the world that we're all experiencing today. Mm, I love that. I, um, Alberto, there's so much in your your um, discussion about the four directions here in the medicine wheel. And the thing, I just wanted to drop this in with Eagle and we're running out of time. I want to do 10 more shows on this. But the one thing with the eagle that occurred to me when I was reading your book was that eagle medicine has always, in my mind, has always been that big picture, that um, getting this grand perspective, this overall big picture perspective. But what occurred to me reading your book was that the eagle also has this eagle eye view that can totally zoom in and focus on a, a mouse in the field, like with, with clarity and detail and putting those two pieces together as the visionary, as really moving into these developmental stages, the, 
the rites of passage, like you talked about, is not only this big picture view, but how this big picture really does put that detailed perspective um, integrated into really a, a more holistic sense of visioning that and dreaming that world into being. Yeah, and sometimes we don't get that big total picture, but we get a small part of the great vision. And then we have to show up around the fire with our little piece of the puzzle and bring it together with other people that are sitting around this mm. global fire to dream a new world into being. Mm. And when we show up with our little piece of the puzzle, then we get a glimpse of the whole thing. Beautiful. But if we're waiting around to get you know, all of the details, it's going to be a long time because nobody knows what that new vision of the new humanity is. We just have to show up and serve it the best way we can. And this eagle, the gift of the eagle is the awakening of the prefrontal lobes of the brain. This is what some neuroscientists are calling the God brain. And when you put Tibetan um, meditation practitioners that have experienced samadhi, you put them in brain imaging machines, the only part of the brain that remains active are the, the prefrontal cortex. It's this part of the brain that is able to hold the vision, no matter how improbable it seems. And whether you're working with a patient and you're helping them recover their health, no matter how improbable that might be, you hold on to that. And you don't, you don't fall back on, on probability because then you're stuck in the fat part of the bell curve. And here we're trying to break out of that fat part that tells you you're going to die with Alzheimer's and from heart disease and become an outlier, become that new human that we can become in our own lifetimes. Mm. Alberto, this has been fascinating. There's still so much to be said about growing a new body. We didn't get time to speak about the vision quest. I just want to remind our listeners that um, following this seven-day prescription to grow a new body, Alberto recommends a vision quest, which is another three days. It's all in the book. Details on supplements, details on foods, even some recipes that are really helpful. So... Dr. Vialdo, in a minute or less, what last thing might you want to say to our listeners to wrap up this two-part conversation? Oh, wow, there's so yeah. much to be said. The, the final thing is that the medicine wheel is an ancient map, and it's a map that is still good today. And the beauty of it is that we don't have to discover the map ourselves. We can use this map and then discover what we experience along the route and not have to stumble into it. It's a map that was drawn by medicine men and women over millennia and that I invite our listeners to step into because it's the map that will lead you to your own sacred self. Mm, beautiful. As you're listening to Alberto, you can tell how integrated this physical and spiritual is. Um, Alberto, thank you so much. It's been a delight again to have this conversation. And I look forward to really hearing back from our listeners of what this show and Grow a New Body's done for them. So thank you again for joining us. 
Thank you, Dr. Julie. A pleasure to be with you, like always. Mm, thank you. And I want to leave you again with words of Dr. Alberto Vialdo, because these are so important in these times. When we're stuck in our old paradigms and beliefs, we assume that as individuals, we're helpless to save the whales or the planet or humanity. It's true. None of us alone can halt terrorism, wipe out environmental toxins, stop the melting of our polar ice caps, or avert economic crisis. What we can do, however, is heal from the sickness that threaten our survival. We can heal our inner masculine, giving up violence as a way to resolve conflict. We can heal our inner feminine, becoming stewards of the earth. And we've learned that with spirit and one another, we are continually co-creating the world. We can always do a better job. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show all things connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.